Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, viewer. Small editor's note before we start this week's episode. During our recording, we attempted to capture the computer screen so our viewers could watch us build this deck in real time. Unfortunately, that screen recording was corrupted and could not be used. If you wish to see the deck list we eventually get to, it will be listed in the description below. Sorry for the inconvenience. So how do you how do you want to intro this episode? Because we're we're, we're uh, shit posting today. Yeah 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 yeah. Uh, well. So oh, oh I have I have the great the, the the best way to intro it. Okay. So you know how uh, on this on the show a lot we talk about how Rogsai just has a bunch of bad parts in it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if we gave Rogsai a glow up? And instead of it playing like a bunch of bad cards, it played mm. a bunch of good cards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this was this is an idea uh, that I had based on based on a, a Twitter thread that I believe was a, a bit. Uh, uh, so Elder Dragon Highlander of Josh 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 Fame of Elder Dragon Highlander uh, was posting about Rogsai being the best control commanders because you can turn on your guardianships and swats early and advance your engines and stuff like that. And it kind of got me thinking like, okay, it'd be kind of fun to actually build Rogsai control though, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I also figured it'd be fun for, for you, the Mind Sculptor's audience, to uh, watch how Cal and I would, would brew a deck for live uh, yes. from, from the ground up. So what's, what's the good way to start? So here, here's my, my idea, right? okay because i don't want it to be i don't want to just take like brian cook's list and then just like duplicate right yeah i know i I have a blank template here yeah let's i have two commanders and we that we are starting with like Mm -hmm. uh the most this is a virgin deck right now okay I also okay. just saw someone comment on our last video mentioning synergies with silas with the card this is this is where the control deck comes in. Ready? Hard uh, oh, no. encroaching mycosynth. Okay, <laughs> encroaching. Okay, this one from uh from uh yeah yeah okay. So now this is our first addition to the deck. No, you don't have to. This can be sideboard. This can be sideboard. <laughs> are, are you sure? I think we, the synergy, Ian. Uh, <laughs> but it is kind of hot that you can be like, yeah, every turn I'm going to breach. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think I, that's actually kind of interesting. Um, to be fair, you should only need to breach once, if if I'm being honest. Uh, but the value breach, the, the synergy. Value. Okay. So the the uh, the the tweet in question, which I I hope we will post. Uh, as or at least like put up as a graphic at one point in the episode 
let me let me pull it up. Yeah, pull pull it pull it up for us. Uh because uh that way we could just show it. Um, yeah. and you know. Because here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is when you edit a podcast, yeah, uh, and you need to put up this is something you know, while you're looking for that, I'm just gonna go ahead and let people know how editing works. Um, when you're editing a podcast, I get these comments all the time about how you should put up every single card that you talk about while you're doing it. And the thing about that is, is that <laughs> sounds really great until you realize that, that, adds. that you, in order to do that, you have to go through your show in real time and stop at every card, pull yeah. it in, resize it, do the whole yeah. thing yeah, and then hit start again. So it's yeah. like, however long your podcast is times like two and a half. Right, right, right. Well, not only that, but you have to go through, right? And so if you, even if you download all the files at once, you have to have an app like Scryfall up, right? Yep. You have to download every single image by searching every single image. You have to pull them in. You have to go through the entire episode and make notes of every card you need to reference for the entire thing. Yep. Like, that's one of the things you used to take gameplay forever. It would take like 20 hours because I'd do that shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and then, you know, it, it's, it's, I mean, that's been my experience editing uh for you know like scry babies is the the longest part of it is editing because you because you go through and you do like two passes of it right you go through and you do the cards and the life totals all at once you mix that down and then you go through and then you do all your other cuts and the longest part of it by like a country mile is the life total and the card pulling part of it Mm -hmm. because it's just like all right pause and then if your computer is on one, which mine tends to be more than others, yeah. uh, sometimes pausing means that you're just at a like 15 minute break now because hmm. your computer has just is just like, well, yeah. I don't know what to do now. Uh, but I guess that's what happens when you're like editing stuff that your machine wasn't really built for. Um, <laughs> yeah, that part is a little bit on you, I think, maybe. Well, okay, in my defense, three years ago when I bought this computer, it was perfect for what I was doing three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and my brain did not like connect the dots of, mm-hmm. oh, I'm now going to be editing 4K video. Maybe yeah. this isn't the same. <laughs> so, enough. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all that to be said, here is the tweet uh, in question is from Elder Drunken Highlander. Uh, and it says with access to the best control colors and the ability to enable all its free interaction from turn one onwards with Rog, it's hard to match the power of Rog side when it comes to slowing down the game and creating your window. Grixis control is real. Hashtag CEDH. Hashtag control winner. The I also first, do want to see you can see my <laughs> the very first. <laughs> Also, Sagata, no, don't don't bite. Don't bite. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we don't have to talk about reaction to it. Yeah. Um, so with that tweet, right, we are we are taking this concept that's been We're taking the here, bait. Right? We're taking the bait and we're actualizing it. So the first thing is you're turning on all your free interaction, right? So what free interactions turned on? So we gotta add fierce, SWAT, and Rollick, right? Because it's a control deck. Yep. <laughs> SWAT. SWAT. Mm-hmm. SWAT. SWAT. Oh, Miri has objections. <laughs> Miri was not a fan of SWAT. Yeah. 
He's like, what's Cal doing? <laughs> my my dog's also looking at me like, dude, what the fuck? Um. Hey, so let's let's say uh, we're a control deck, so we will need more lands than the usual Rogsai. But for now, let's start it with well, let's let's start it with my standard, which is I always add twenty nine uh, of an island to my deck. Okay, so here here's where we're going to to mm-hmm. to, to differ here. Yeah, um, I start with thirty. Oh, yeah, that's uh, too much. <laughs> well, sure, but here, here's the the process: yeah. is yeah. you start, you I, I always say it's easier to start to overshoot and scale back than mm-hmm. it is to undershoot and then try and scale up. Okay. Um. So I always start at thirty, and if I'm like, you know, I'm running a lot of like fast mana, or I'm noticing like my curve is lower. Okay, I can pull land out. Um, I can go down to like 28 or 29 or whatever. Um, but I always start at 30 because it's a nice round number. It's pretty reasonable start and sure. you know, whatever. Um, um also uh point look. out Dan Mumford, basic islands, only way to go. Uh <laughs> okay. Uh so then we'll, we'll let's let our card advantage engines, right? Because that's one thing, especially in control deck. Here's the ones that I think are like the most necessary. Uh we have Aristic, obviously. Uh, we have Mr. Gamora, right? Uh, I think it's pretty easy to say that the one ring makes the cut here. And uh, to me, Talion feels like pretty obvious. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, There's definitely going to be some... <laughs> oh my god, you're so cute. Uh, sorry. She's put a little paw on me like she's the, the person in the painting. Uh, anyways. The things that are sticking out to me are going to be like what other what other card advantage engines can you get i'm like what's the one of the best control finishers for me is like things, right like so i'm i'm down to just like go crazy okay i think as far Constant. as like if you're if your commander makes a ton of mana which on paper rockside does right i think i think we want to have like just back up a consecrated sphinx let's control deck let's let's go if we're, if we're going true control okay <laughs> you're getting skeptical I, I see you're getting skeptical i need you to chill out maybe a little bit <laughs> no, it, it's fine it's fine it's fine okay. you know I, i'm not right. trust the process yeah uh, right. so the, i think the artifacts are next right yeah so this is where i usually i i feel like it's very easy we just come in here and it's just chromox yep mox diamond mm-hmm. all, all the all the good ones jeweled lotus uh, and one thing I do want to point out for uh, Jewel Lotus, probably not for this deck. Um, I still think I, I don't know. I'm, I'll put it in the sideboard. It's one of those things where uh, Jewel Lotus is one of the cards where, especially. So here's my case for Jewel Lotus, especially mm-hmm. if we're doing a control Rog side deck, okay. is the deck is going to even more than a normal rog side deck, right? Is mm-hmm. going to be very dependent on Rograk. And mm-hmm. so reliably having Rograk out uh, and being able to bring it back out is going to be like m- pretty important. So mm-hmm. Jeweled Lotus helps keep that piece on the battlefield uh, pretty consistently. Okay. Uh, that is a piece that I would say I'd kind of bring from like my experience playing like Lavinia right is on paper it's like 
oh, well, you know, Lavinia's two mana doesn't really do much, but it's just like the consistency of having. Yeah, um, I don't know if so. I agree with that, but I'm happy to sideboard it for now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, so let's let's get the other staples in here. We're talking about Soul Ring, uh, Mana Vault, Mana Crypt. Yep. Mox Opal. This is this is like really nice that you're able to play a uh, control deck that can play mm-hmm. Mox Opal or Mox Amber, yes. which I think like not enough people understand is like kind of Huge. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. That's why like Thrasios plus Mox Amber is like so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, bull. Mm-hmm. ring. I'm literally just have my Tivit list up and I'm just <laughs> like, what are the. Well, let's, let's wait on the two mana rocks because I'm actually curious if we need those. Uh, okay. Um, and then, so the Rog Sai specific one, Springleaf Drum, is still really good in Rog Sai. Yep. Um, I don't know about Paradise Mantle, it sort of just turned Rog into a bird of paradise. I don't know that I like. Wow, you guys got to see me not know how to spell. Um, welcome to spelling. <laughs> welcome to spelling class. Uh, I'm not a huge fan personally yeah. of Springly or not Springly, of Paradise Mantle. Yeah, uh, because of the fact that, mm-hmm. uh, especially in this shell, it's not doing two things, which is mm-hmm. one, it we're presumably not going to be very deep into yeah. the Adnaz like yeah. package. Yeah. So yep. having a card that basically just contributes to storm, I don't know, is super helpful. Yeah. Two, also zero mana, pay one to equip is like eh. Yeah. Like I I would just rather play Jeweled Lotus TBH. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. Um, um one that I think well, I I guess the next pivot is like I think we should maybe go like the necessary tutors, right? Like that that we're gonna have no matter what deck is in these colors, right? So, yeah, Imperial Seal, Decon, or my tutor. <laughs> Did you watch uh, a uh, Disney Channel original movie recently? Why? Because you said Decon. I don't understand what that means. Disney Channel original movie Decon. I said Decon, like oh, I station. thought you said D Decon, and I was no, like, no. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Diabolgum has an interesting one here, right? Uh, Vampiric for sure. We'll probably need Mystical. Um, Mystical is always one of those ones where it's like a card that I think it's a lot worse without uh, being an Adnaz strategy. We'll say, yeah, like I think in control you see where Mystical Tutor, yeah, lacks. Lands. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's that. I think we all, just go ahead and put Anvil. in like Thassa's Oracle while we're here. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was Demonic Constellation, Thassa's Oracle, Tainted Pack definitely deserve to be in here. Like, it would be like, I understand we're, we're taking an atypical angle, but we're still trying to optimize that atypical angle, right? We're we're also still in Demir, guys. Like, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's the best win con for yeah. a reason. All right, uh, let's also put in Dockside, right? Same, same situation yep. here. Um, I think OBM deserves to be in there. OBM, Orcish Bowmasters. Oh, Orcish Bowmasters. Okay, one of the win cons I want to float by you that I'm actually, I'm I'm kind of into. Um, and okay. I saw uh Max and Max using this Italian this weekend is Holbrook okay. Horror. 
And the idea with them is like they would literally just go manual with it. So you would either like make infinite mana and then like, you know, Thoracle through your deck until you found something you needed or you would like Bowmaster someone to death or bounce the one ring and like draw your whole deck. And like that was sure. how they were actually winning. And I think it's kind of sick. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's also just like a really good control finisher, right? So Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean, I like Holebreaker Horror. Ilya. That's that that good good art. Mm-hmm. Um, uh I am personally so this is a thing where I think that I kind of want to talk about wheels a little bit and how yep. I think this deck is pretty uniquely positioned to use wheels in a offensive manner. I think you could pull things from like Opus Thief a little mm-hmm. bit here. Um this is where I think the like shielded Narset and then like windfall time twister wheel of fortune package is like really solid. Yeah. I don't think we even have to go as deep as like all of them, but I think we definitely at least play one wheel, right? Like we yeah. at least play actual factual wheel of fortune. Um, I think yeah. I agree with you. We super duper play notion thief though too. Uh, yep. And I know a lot of people will be like, Oh, well notion thief's not nearly as good right now. Yes, you're right. Uh, but the thing still is, still good. It's, it's still good, and that's what I've noticed. A lot of lists that are a little slower are actually moving towards still playing, which I really yeah. like. Too. Um, I am also still very heavily high on Shieldred, uh, being a very good anti-draw I'm, card. I'm getting um, lower and lower on it by the day, if I'm being honest. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's you know a card that I don't know that everybody plays correctly. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. As, as someone who's played it, I'm like, it just sort of annoys people until they remove it, right? Like, I don't see it actually killing people. Yeah. I don't know. I've won multiple games because of it, so. Yeah. Maybe okay, that's just a, anecdotal evidence, so. Here's a funny one. We don't have to include it, but I'm, <laughs> I am I was just, like, Googling uh, Commander, right? Or, or Scryfall, say. Um, okay. And just, like, cards that say Commander on them. It, it'd be kind of funny to play Yuriko, because Rog is, like, a very early Yuriko enabler. <laughs> It's not good. I just think it's funny. (laughs) It's something. That's for sure. Um, Um, So let's let's actually talk about our win cons. Do we want to go breach here? So personally, I think this is where the the answer to that question needs to be uh, is kind of determined by a question you need to ask first. And that's how are we going? How what are we going to do? as a control deck to disrupt our opponent. Sure. sure. And so I think that answer is more, I think that answer informs the latter. Um, And so if you're going to be doing something along the lines of, are we going to want to play graph diggers cage? Are we going to want to play? uh, What's the other non weathered uh, runestone weathered runestone? Are we going to want to be playing these things that hate on breach? Yeah. Or are we going to not play those things and play breach? And I think that's kind of the decision tree there. Yeah. So why don't we throw uh, both of those packages in the sideboard for now? Kind of. Yeah. So the first package being Grafdigger's Cage, Weathered Runestone. Um, uh, 
rune stone. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to talk as much so that our, uh, our Spotify listeners, uh, yeah. you know, have a, have a good listening experience yes, yes, um, for uh, the, just, just to remind you, you're watching on spotify make sure to leave mm-hmm. a review hit subscribe if you're on youtube you know do all the, the subscribing and the liking and the commenting and uh you know what have yous mm-hmm. uh, do all of those things do all of those things yeah uh so we have that in the sideboard and then we're putting breach in yeah. the sideboard as well yeah. and then brain freeze lines that i'm uh-huh. nope, not considering to put that in sideboard and then brain freeze brain freeze i feel like while we're doing sideboard things maybe mnemonic betrayal is worth uh looking at because right one uh better if we're doing brain freeze stuff right better if we are doing stuff with uh more wheels right so right uh for those of you who are watching you would have seen me just go i don't know how to spell mnemonic so i'm just gonna search betrayal and there's actually a lot of cards that betrayal <laughs> there are so uh that was a fun experience for me um uh, i think the other thing is while we're here we're kind of talking about the grave hate i think we can just go ahead and add in grave hate that i think is pretty like uh evergreen and you're gonna play in your deck always and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. uh the good old dothy void walker yes yes uh, i was gonna bring that up as well is a great just is in the deck card. Yes, agreed. Uh, um, so hear, hear me out. Okay. Okay. I kind of like the idea of converting uh, Magda plus Dockside into like an actual just hard win, right? Um. So the thing is, and this is this is here we are. This is why it's because we have Rograk in the command zone, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea that um now obviously Rograk costing zero would make this a little easier right but we can go like okay magda dockside get out cloudstone have rog cast for zero right bounce the dockside then we only need two to continue the chain and mm-hmm. then like creating a snare where that just wins um i think the easiest way to do that is putting citadel on top uh and once again, this can be a sideboard package, but I, I would like to. I also think Holbreaker Horror should be a sideboard package. It's a thing as well. Uh, but like, we, I like the idea of like talking about these divergent wins and like how we can actually convert those to like. Uh, so I think wins. my biggest. Uh, so here's my trepidation with that. Okay. Is at what point, right, uh-huh. are we doing. Because this is where I, I look at the the Grixis win con stuff that is the traditional you do all of these things yeah um because you know this is definitely something that's not you know uncommon for Grixis to pull out of its wheelhouse is yeah. at what point is this just a bad turbo rog side deck you know what I, I mean I don't think Magda um, makes it a bad turbo deck and no I no, think- no I I I agree but like at what point are you are we not building control and we're just building like a different variant of rog if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, I think, I think all the control engines in there does it right. Like the things like consecrated Sphinx stuff like that are, are definitely leaning more towards the control side. So, okay. So I think this is where I disagree. Okay. Because I, uh, cause right now, 
I am looking at a value engine, a value engine, a couple yeah. disruptive pieces, and then mm-hmm. all, you know, like a couple value engines. So far, yeah. I don't really see a control deck here. Okay. Um, what I'm seeing is a ROG side deck that instead of playing NAS is going big on is is kind of coming because the the way the direction i'm seeing where we're going right now is Mm -hmm. instead of being a control deck it's now just like grixis kinnick which like is Mm -hmm. a way you can go with it right but that is very distinctively not like control yeah i guess that i think we're getting maybe into a pedantic conversation about what defines control right uh me pedantic would never <laughs> uh so yeah i don't know I, I i feel like we can uh the idea is to make a control in rock side deck right sure so what is what about it right now are you seeing a flaw in by nature in that definition um so i actually really liked hallbreaker horror as an include because okay. i think that uh because this is very much a control finisher, right? right. Because it is, yeah. uh, it is going to do the thing. You can flash it in. Uh, it does. I did not mean to do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what I did, but I didn't mean yeah. to do that. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was incorrect. Uh, but no, I think like Hallbreaker works really well here. Sure. I think like Sphinx. I think the the big like difference where. I think really what it comes down to is like you see Consecrated Sphinx is more of a control card than I do. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately, yeah, um, sure. whereas I see Consecrated Sphinx is just like, you know, a really good, I'm going to draw a bunch of cards. Yeah, yeah, card. yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Um, next next thing I think we, we need to talk about for auto include, right? Okay. Um is I think like Curse Totem. If it, this is a controlling rock yes. side deck, Curse Totem is just like snapping good, right? I'm glad glad we are on the same page there because yeah. Curse Totem is good card. Um, yeah, and then like so, you shut up, Douthy. We don't give a shit. I don't think. <laughs> the, this is one of the things that you know we've talked about a little bit before. Is yeah. I think that you need to be okay with some of those anti synergies in your deck, right? Yeah. Because like. Dothy's primary like function in most decks is disrupting the graveyard. Yeah. The second part of Dothy is just gravy, right? Yeah, yeah. So like who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. Um if you're upset like sorry, no, keep going, keep going. Oh, I'm just gonna say that it's like if you're upset that you're if you don't want to play that anti-synergy of playing Dothy and Curse Totem. Yeah. Like, I think you are looking at Dothy incorrectly. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm cooking a little bit right now. Okay. okay. Ready? Okay. All right. I say we make this wheel thing hot. Let's, let's, let's turn up okay. the spice on this a little bit. All right. So I'm all saying right. let's throw in, let's throw in the graph diggers. Okay. Let's throw in the weather brunestone. So I think My that's boy. kind of necessary. For, so let's, let's get some, we're, we're, we're throwing some oil on the pan. Okay. Uh, let's, let's throw all in right, Gordon. Give it to me. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing, mean, Chef? Mean bet's coming in too. Let's go. Mean bet. You got yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm I'm saying let's let's make our opponents really regret loving their graveyard. Is what I'm I'm kind of getting at with this deck. Okay. Right? I'm talking about 
let's just like every sort of potential card draw engine, any sort of wheel that our opponents could have. I, I just want to like ruin their day a little bit, right? So I'm thinking we play our wheels. Uh, I think we play Windfall 100%. Yep. Um, I think, you know, we have Silas. It's got Death Touch. Fuck it. Let's put a Narset in, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want my opponents drawing cards. I want them to look at their potentially drawn cards and say, like, why, why would you do this? You've hurt me. Ow, ow, ow. What um, the fuck? <laughs> what, I, I, what, what you just heard was uh, my mouse, uh, like, just barely slid over into the Premiere window. Oh, and uh yeah yeah i'm just gonna close that window so that stops happening uh <laughs> um I do here, like the idea here's the thing if yeah, we're okay. going to do mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. right meet me in the middle yep in let, let we're we're playing children right? I, I will accept children at this point in time yes yeah i i that was going to be the next thing i bring up yeah. Okay, okay, okay. If we're okay. going down this this avenue specifically, Shoulder gets a lot more attractive. I um, love this card so fucking. So, okay, this is where I ask the question is how much is do this we in the G look? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I'm good. Just. <laughs> you ever get like a sinus infection and you get a little you're, bit of a cough like you're, you're sick and then you're just like coughing for weeks yeah yeah, yeah 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 um so this is where i actually wonder how much do we pull from like rakdos mid-range mm, in like okay. standard and stuff because in modern and pioneer because yeah, yeah. now we're starting to really resemble that shell yeah, I don't think maybe the Pioneer version is. I, I think that's a lot of just like, yes, it can reference new cards, but it's also sure. they're, they're just their rates are not appropriate for what we're trying to do. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. totally agree. It's more of like uh, a it's more of a what is the like. Philosophy behind what they're doing here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want more answers right now. So we don't have any counter spells in, right? We don't have mm-hmm. like we need our control pieces in, right? So I think we need Oppo very obviously, right? Um, oh, 100%. Uh, I also think like this is one of those decks that plays old uh, Oppo Wish Claw, right? Where you like Wish Claw for Opposition Agent and then snag your opponents, right? Like those lines feel very attractive. Deck. I would agree um, with that. Yeah. Um, wait, uh, can you read Silas for a second? Whenever Silas Wren, Seeker Adept, deals combat damage oh, to a player, choose target mm. artifact card in your graveyard. You may cast that card this turn. Yeah, that's kind of awkward with Graph Diggers and Weather Tongue. It is, but again, I think that's an anti-synergy, and again, like, I think with, like, Rograk, Rograk is the main attraction here. Yeah, um, I was just kind of hoping that we could, like, play, like, our, um, like, our Aether Spell Bombs and shit like that, you know? Or, or like, yes. Tormod's Crypts or Soul Guy Lanterns. I mean, shit, this is, like, actually gonna, like, pay off for being in the graveyard. And I guess right. it doesn't mean we can't, but, like, it definitely the weathered runestone graph diggers line really cuts that off. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think at that point it's a question of do we want to play both or just one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I or, or am, is it not worth it to go down this line? Is the other question. 
Well, I tend to think that, especially if I pull in like my experience with like Tivit, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is you know, I I know like uh, Sick Robot is very high on the like you need to be playing all of the uh, Grave Hate pieces, like uh, right, right, ruined the the that that thing, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and. I am more of a, I think those are tech pieces. Mm-hmm. And so like, if I look at Tivit for a, for a second mm-hmm. and I come down to my packet, like my package down here, like I'm playing craft diggers right. cage and playing cursed totem. <laughs> and the idea is, is you have, you know, cards like Urza saga and other yeah. ways of like pulling those cards into mm-hmm. your hand when you need them. Yeah. Or pulling them onto the battlefield when you need them. Mm-hmm. And so like I I tend to think that I like weathered runestone is a little farther away from where I'd like to be. Oh, Whereas, right, because like, Raft doesn't shut down Silas. Right? Correct. It's you oh, can yeah, yeah, only yeah. Keep figures and fuck players can't yeah, cast yeah. cards in graveyards or libraries. Oh but yeah. It so it shuts down Silas, but you can still like yeah. return things from the graveyard to the battlefield. I think we play both if we're going to play them. Sure. I, yeah. Then we just avoid Silas energy. I think here, uh, if we're on this, I think a really easy uh, change real quick is yeah. adding in Urza Saga. This is absolutely a Saga deck. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we have those. Um, um, let's let's go over our counterspell suite. Right? Okay. Uh, I think that's kind of important. So I think we need offer, dispel, fluster. Do 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 offer, dispel, dispel, dispelling that shit. Fluster storm. We need mental misstep. Mint. How many times did you build a deck with Cobble and I? And forget where you just completely forgot to put in mental misstep. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those cards that I I really wish I did not have to put in a sleeve. If I'm being honest, I hate. That it's card. very <laughs> funny, like how frequently, like if you go back to our old Brewers Choice episodes, yeah. like there would be multiple episodes where we would like be going through comparing cards and be like, "Oh, why aren't you playing mental misstep, Ian?" And you're like, yeah. "Good question, Cal." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so fluster swarm, mental misstep. Swan song. Swan song, yep. Um, I kind of like uh Drown in the Lock for this deck specifically. Yeah, Drown feels good. It's only awkward if we have Douthy, but I think that's worth it. Yeah, force negation, force of will. Um I, I say we put in subtlety. Uh, we're a control deck. Let's let's make them have it, you know? Let's let's do it. I, I love it. Are we putting it up the beanstalk while we're at it? No. Um. <laughs> All right, subtlety. Uh, uh, I think we need one board wipe at least. Oh, for sure. Uh, do we? I like. I think it, yeah, this is a toxic deck for sure. I mean, the Arsac Rift obviously do. For sure. Cyclonic Rift. Uh, do the other card. <laughs> is this a Thada Adele deck? No. No. Okay. No. Um, I feel like picking other people's ring is kind of nice. You know? No. Okay. 
Oh, okay. You ready? Here's here's the spicier option. Ready? Okay. Glenelendra. Archmage. All right. Pitch me. Uh, hey, hey, nice, nice uh, ad nods you got there. Oh, what? You have three spells to back it up? Oh, uh, that's a shame. It's getting countered. <laughs> Uh, that feels like a decent sideboard card. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> that's, that's better than I thought I was gonna get. So, uh, where, where is it? uh, you it's four fucking mana. Yeah, and you have to s- pay a blue mana to sacrifice it. I'm hearing a lot of negativity right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's so much. Yeah. In this economy? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm missing the problem here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Ian. Yeah. Y- you need therapy. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> uh so okay. some other okay. cards. Let me let me let me cook a little. Let me cook a little. You ready? Okay. Nezahal. I, I think you. Yeah. Are we doing a reanimation package? No. Control. So you're hard casting Nezahal. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that. Um, oh, okay. You could sideboard it at the very least. Show me okay. some respect. That's. All right, uh, Nezzle Hall, uh, sideboard. Okay. Look, Shauna's been doing it forever. We, we can too, okay? I mean, yeah, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, card that I think we should probably be playing, yeah, is uh, Dragon's Rage Channeler, uh, especially since we're really fueling graveyard synergy type stuff. We're shutting off our graveyard synergy. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, we are. <laughs> We're trying to fill our opponents' graveyards, not ours. Yeah. Um. Listen, I I'm good at what I do. Uh, are we a daze deck? No. Okay. But we are a mind break trap deck. Oh yeah. What deck isn't a mind break trap deck now? Is the Amen. real question. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we've got that. Um let us see. So are, I are I we, would are we a dark confidant deck? Maybe. I don't know if Bob is the way mm-hmm. or if like uh black market connections is better. I don't think Black Market Connections is. I, I think that card is barely playable. If I'm being honest, I I saw it uh, like once or twice in that Italian list, and it was just like it, like I don't think Phyrexian Arena has ever been CEDH playable, and I don't think it making a treasure do- makes it better than Phyrexian Arena. <laughs> like, sure. that- um, yeah. My only concern with Bob is it's just. Like you're dealing your, we have a lot of big hits in this deck. Yeah. Um, and also it's a two one. 
and we yeah, live we don't in need to be artificially increasing our clock, especially if we're trying to control the board state. Yeah. That's fair. Um, and, and that was partially why I'm like, I, I, I wonder if like a Malcolm or a, um, like two mana Malcolm, you mean? Yeah. Two mana Malcolm or, you know, any of those, that like family of two drops is maybe a better sure, idea. Sure. Um, but you know, uh, here we can sideboard or no, just, I don't need the C there. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, and two sideboard. We'll put that in the sideboard. Ian, do you want to be in this deck? I heard Ian Malcolm is a is a CEDH legal no. card. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a bad card. <laughs> uh, do we dress down? I feel like we dress down, right? Dress down seems fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dress down. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. Dress. Oh, damn it. I am getting so hot. I want to take my clothes off. That's wonderful, Cal. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I thought you would enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, let's see uh, here. I guess we got to figure out also, like, how else are we winning? <laughs> I guess we have the hole breaker stuff, right? We do have that the hole breaker stuff. Um, yeah. You do mm. You do bring up an interesting, an interesting conundrum. Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like this list is maybe a little better served just leaning into the graveyard stuff, like just cutting Graftiggers, cutting Runestone, starting to throw in some like control pieces for Silas. Like I don't know. I feel like that's that's so. You know? If we're if we're doing that, yeah. So I I wonder. Uh, if like doing some sort of like nickel bolus the ravager strategies or like because like if we're we're so let's let's say we're staying here in this let's let's just let's just stay where we are for a moment right sure and we pull in some discard elements right and this mm-hmm. that's that's where I'm bringing up like Nickel Bolas the Ravager is it's not necessarily that card, sure, but more of the what are some cards that are going to make each opponent discard a card mm. that uh, we can really leverage in an effective. I, way. I think that's an attractive avenue for another deck. Okay, specifically because those the the mass discard strategies are best backed up by card advantage of your own whereas this deck is lacking specifically that right like i don't think us playing like a burglar rat to make all our opponents discard a card is going to help our rod side plan right oh no i wasn't thinking burglar rat. i was thinking more like hopeless nightmare um you know well no i I know but i'm saying like i I think that's best served in a different shell sure um although i i will say i do think like uh croxa is not the worst uh that is yeah. absolutely a win con also we would need draft diggers and weather runestone to be on that's true i mean yeah. I, that's what i'm saying though is like if mm-hmm. we're we're doing that then yeah like croxa might be a reasonable card mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i don't know uh also a card in the 99 that might be reasonable is kess yes i agree 
All right, so, so let's get rid of we we're cooking with the graveyards. Let's get rid of graft diggers and all that shit. All right, graft diggers, cage, and weathered runestone. You're going yeah. to the considering board. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so here's the things we can cook with. So let's go down to the sideboard, throw in the breach package, right? Yeah. Breach, main deck, yeah, brain freeze, diamond, main deck. What'd you say? We need LED. Lion's eye diamond. Hmm. Eye diamond. Yes. Okay. Uh, next, we have now made our deck very unattainable. Um, <laughs> what? No, never mind. Uh, next thing. Uh, so let's talk about like some Silas stuff that I think becomes way more attractive here. So we get like Soul Guide Lantern, which is just repeatable graveyard hate. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we can get. I, I think the one that like definitely is the auto clue is Aether Spell Bomb. Yes. Here. I'm just gonna do Spell Bomb because yeah, we should I, look at all Spell Bombs. Yes, I agree. Uh, add main deck. Yeah, definitely not Flight Spell Bomb. No, I don't know. Give Rogue Rex Flying. <laughs> uh, Necrogen Spell Bomb. Don't think that's it. Nihil Spell Bomb. I don't, considering board maybe. Yeah. Uh. I didn't even know Panic Spell Bomb was a card. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it for sure is. Uh, Pyrite Spell Bomb, though, is... You main deck? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think two is doing... kind of mid, to be honest. Do yeah, like, if it was three, I would like it a lot more. In fact, it's two is like... Eh. I am. I mean, it kills, it kills like Bowmasters and shit, so... Yeah, that, that um, part's fair. It also kills Najila's pretty, pretty, pretty dead. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Timna's and uh, yeah. So, okay. uh, so we got those. I, like Breach. I think we can add Grinding Station. Grinding Station. Yeah. Uh, I also think uh, Entomb becomes kind of free. With I agree. Yeah, um, I think in two like one value reanimate or, or like animate dead and reanimate like those are pretty free. I think point. reanimate we can absolutely play, mm -hmm. um, and then I'm less I, I like one animate dead as well because we okay. have Warbreaker, we have consecrated sphinx, we have uh, milling our opponents with windfall. So and I, I'll say this: if we're going along this lines, I'm way more interested in playing Nezahal, but I'm also yeah. interested in playing Nezahal more like over sea sphinx tbh i think that's wrong but yeah <laughs> but either way i think, I think let's play both <laughs> and then this, this makes around. malcolm more attractive too yeah uh card that i also really like in the 99 right now uh because i've been testing it recently is actually florian florian, florian in these decks has been really really hot Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, Just being I able to get it. in three deep when you get this card, and like Silas's Death Touch too, right? So you're easily connecting to somebody for five every turn. Right. Just like getting cards with it. It's actually been really, really hot. Uh, shout out to Max B. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's cool. Um, I I think here I would now. Here's my biggest concern with where our deck is right now. Sure. Is on. the number of four drops we have are. A lot now. I guess subtlety doesn't really. That is count. that is the zero mana spell for sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I mean, okay, we only got three. Never mind. We're we're fine. Yeah. We're fine. Um, 
the the other card that I was going to recommend was now that we're kind of moving off of this strategy, I think like a uh, Kess is really solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is uh, is the Kess really solid? Is is four mana really worth it? Like, uh, is, is not like a JVP maybe a little bit better or Vohar? Right? Like, I think I don't know. Well, okay, so my my thought with Kess is mm-hmm. that it does it's just a static ability um that doesn't need activated. So you don't need to play it wait a turn. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um it well, comes I, down I would argue with, with Kess's mana cost, you do need to play it wait a turn. <laughs> well, you know what? We're we're making so much mana in this deck, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um I what I would say is you because it's once each turn. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I'm reading that correctly, uh, during each of your turns, okay. Uh, like I think it adds some amount of value. I think yeah. like if we want to be playing at instant speed, I would rather play like Snapcaster than JVP. Sure, uh, sure. But like I, I think some amount of like mission briefing or snapcaster or yeah. something along like one of those is worth yeah no out. i can i can definitely get behind that um yeah fuck it let's let's go 2012 and play some snapcaster mage right like we're we're playing this is grixis control baby yeah snapcaster I, don't, mage. I don't know though i really like jvp i do too i just i think in a control deck snapcaster is better yeah, you're probably right. Um, so, okay. I can get behind that. Um, so we're at 99 cards right now. Yeah, we're also at 30 lands. That's not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's add a moon snare prototype, right? Moon. Let's just go prototype. Because spelling is hard and there's only so many prototypes in this yeah. game. Uh, um, and then <sighs> I guess we don't have to add like value artifacts. Um, yeah, so I kind of like that as the artifact package for now. We could also app add uh counterbalance top. I don't traditionally like it in a deck like this, but yeah, I I'm less I I generally speaking don't love it. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I would say that if we do decide to add like the uh, mm-hmm. uh what's it the Bolsa Citadel line, yeah, I think that you absolutely put sure, it in sure. just yeah, because yeah. there's no reason not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with you there. Um, okay, and then let's let's look at the counter spell suite for a second, or the instant suite. Yeah, so we're a control deck, right? I think we need a few more. Okay, so we have mana drain. Yeah, muddle mana right drain here. delay. I like muddle a lot in this deck. Yeah. Um, I you know let's just let's just throw a little uh you know uh paprika on there and just uh let's just throw a trick bind in you know we're a control deck let's just make some crazy shit happen right. <laughs> if I'm, I've lost you, have I? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, uh... Ian, Tishana's Tidebinder, better, worse? Sure. Okay, I'll play Tidebinder. All right, fine. It's I'll I'll do I'll do that. 
but you you really i i think this podcast uh-huh. is going to be great because i think it's going to unveil to a lot of people yeah how much more sane i am <laughs> and how much more insane you are <laughs> i'm just saying let's throw some control pieces in there let's just why, why are we being so negative oh, control pieces. i actually think pithy needle might be a good ad here especially I, I would agree we're a saga deck i think that the yeah. needles a pretty good ad um pithing needle Wait, can we go down to the artifacts for a sec yeah we can't for sure we are on for the listening audience we're on chromox led lotus petal mana mox amber mox diamond Mox Opal, either Spellbomb, Mana Vault, Moon Snare Prototype. Why is this the angle you're choosing to go Number with? one, Pithing Needle. Coming in at number one as well, it's Pyrite, Spellbomb, Soul Ring. Starting at your center position, it's Springleaf Drum, uh-huh. Cursed Totem, Grinding Station, Wishclaw Talisman, and you're from Akron, Ohio, the One Ring. So beautiful, thank you. Like get it, get it, because it's, I was I was comparing the One Ring to uh, LeBron James. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I would have from that. That's good. That's and, good. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. I was bringing some space jam energy to that, and so you know I needed to, you know, need to to, to make a reference to the goat. Uh, How do you feel about? I'm I'm really gonna power through the, the fourth stuff. Uh, the <laughs> it's uh, I saw it in a Rogside deck a very long time ago. Um, and I kind of think it's attractive. It's not curiosity, um, mm-hmm. but it's the one that adds a power to. Are you talking about curious obsession? That one, I think. Particular, uh, no. Uh, well, actually, both of them: combat research and curious obsession. Combat research. Yeah, I like combat research. Um, yeah. In general, I've been a, a fan of that card. Um, and curious oops. the combat research is obviously definitely better, right? Uh, for sure, but I, I think just like Rograk immediately becoming a uh, just a, a one power menace first strike draw card is like, I don't uh, know, excuse you, don't forget it has trample, it does have trample, you're right, uh, for all those zero toughness creatures. <laughs> Listen. Uh, we, we, wait, why we gotta is Soul be in the sideboard? What'd you say? Why is Soul Guide in the sideboard? I don't know. I just put it there. It's Listen, coded. for 103 cards. Yeah, because you have 30 lands in there, you psycho. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Let me cut back one card. Uh, all right. Let me review. remove the land the way you wanted to do at 29. Let's see what the difference is. Holy shit, we're at 102 cards. This is so much more sane, Ian. Wow, the problem is solved. <laughs> oh my god! Call me a um, psycho when I have one more land than you <laughs> wanted. Fuck off. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I meant more that there's no way we're keeping that many in general, but yeah. <laughs> we can afford dark rit. Yeah, for sure. Dark ritual? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, we certainly can't afford it. I, this is the one thing with rituals that like, I'm always like kind of like hesitant with mm-hmm. in control decks is yeah. it's always one of those things where I'm like, okay, so I've got this dark ritual. Okay. Then what? Well, um, for this deck, I think the, it is specifically the prospect of uh turn one, Dothy, turn one, Oppo, turn two, Shieldred, turn two, Talion, turn yeah. two, Florian, turn yeah. two, one ring. Like, like I can keep going. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. It's just one of those things where, yeah. uh, yes, I like it definitely, uh, is one of those cards where I think just generally speaking, I, I, I'm not saying don't include it in this. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of saying this to make sure I do my due diligence. Of, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. listeners at home, I, I don't know that this goes in every deck. <laughs> yeah. I I also feel like maybe we should be looking at like Snuff Out and Fire Covenant deck. Uh, Fire Covenant for sure. Uh, I like Snuff Out uh, as well. Um, Fire Covenant. No, I don't want that art. Ew, I know that's the art that I own. But this is the art. No, you got to put the stinky dragon. <laughs> no, I want the one that's pretty. Uh, uh, this and what do you do? You, do you use the original Lanowarls too? Then you sicko. No, he's like pretty foils and shit. But like, come on, stinky dragon. So iconic for Fire Covenant. Oh my gosh getting getting blown out by that derpy little dragon oh yeah doctor who <laughs> i hate, hate that art like with a burning passion some of, okay this is one of the things i not to go off on a tangent but there are some yeah, of the things on the like doctor go off a tangent <laughs> yeah not to go off on a tangent but here's a tangent for you uh some of the art in the doctor who set is just so fucking cringy and i can't it just uh, ah <laughs> um but yeah okay so we're at 105 cards now we're playing a control deck we're not going to be bryant cook and zane and all of them and go down to 23 land no i think we can go down to 20 27 easily 26 probably if i'm being honest i think okay with no mana advantage or what's it called card advantage in the command zone you're putting a lot of faith in those outlets yeah for sure okay if our outlets don't work in this deck this deck doesn't work period right like rocks i can keep a decent control hand right if it's not exploding it's gotta explode into an engine right that's the entire point of the thesis behind the deck sure. right sure uh i will i will give you a good 27 land. yeah i think that feels totally fine to me yeah it's, this is good Christian magic over here. We're not, yeah. we're not none of that atheist magic. Okay, we oh still God. believe in Jesus and God and all of that around here. <laughs> so we make sure that we have enough lands. Um, all right. So let's let's make these three cuts before you get religious on us. Uh, oh, how do we actually do? We, do we want to put the combat research in? Do we think that's cute? I I, I kind of like it. I, I like both of them honestly. I do yeah. like those cards. Um, yeah. So I think we could justify them. Yeah, uh, I think the only issue I have with Curious Obsession is that it does require you to attack each turn. So I think right, that's so that's why I was thinking like just combat research. Yeah, uh, and then if combat research proves to, to be, be very in, good, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, one of the things that I will say is I, there is a notable lack of like rogue rack. Uh, hmm? we, we are very notably lacking some one drops. Like, Oh, you mean Ragavan? Ragavan. That's what it meant. I was going to say, we have yeah. rogue rack in the command zone, actually. <laughs> yeah, we we, we want to play the monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ragavan is very good. Sure. Um, and also, well, sometimes like you just steal other, you know, Grixis decks win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so we we definitely play that. Uh, yeah, for, for sure. sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so we have five cards at the moment mm-hmm. that we need to cut. Mm-hmm. And I are we missing anything before we go down that rabbit hole of cutting cards? Did we uh, want to play two mana rocks? I think we don't need them, to be honest. It's, okay. it, at least in the way it's looking to me. I don't think we need them from this list. Or do you feel like we're missing them? I generally think that I would like to see a maybe an arcane signet, but maybe that's just you know what? Well, fuck it, we'll go with it. Uh, it, it we are fine. Okay. Also, uh, maybe two more suggestions. These can probably be sideboards. Um, okay. Uh, okay. So three three suggestions actually, I guess. Um, Okay. Four. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Fairy Mastermind. Uh Gilda Drake. Hold on, Mastermind. Go on the Mastermind. Gilda Drake. And I actually think Gilda Drake maybe back. should make it into the main deck, if I'm being honest. I agree with that, but I'm gonna put it in sideboard for now. Okay. Uh Malevolent Hermit. Hermit. I don't know how to spell malevolent, <laughs> uh, and uh, in some sort of clone. So probably flesh duplicate. I would say flesh or first metamorph. Both are fine. Can I just say I really hate? It's not duplicate. It's flesh duplicate. Yeah, I hate that with a passion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's stinky. <laughs> what I spelled? Oh, by. I forgot the X in Phyrexian. Uh, that, that'll do it. Um, cool. All right. Uh, those are added to our sideboard. Okay. All right. I think I don't know. I'm of the camp that you always have one clone at the very minimum. I think that's fair. <clears throat> I, Metamorph is probably the stickiest and we're a control deck. So I kind of like that. Um, Gilda Drake. Okay. Hear me out. Gilderick specifically in in a deck where we're like, okay, uh, I'm happy to take a Crom any day in this deck. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Something like that, where like the the floor on it's not bad at all. Um, you don't need to sell me very hard on yeah. on, on Gilda Drake. Yeah, I'm, I am I am a, a fan of fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Mastermind. The, the game slow down, but we don't need it. And uh, Hermit was just like, ah, oh, we wheel enough times or, or have enough discards. Like, yeah. Maybe it's so just I think I, I think Mastermind and Malcolm very specifically compete for the same spot. Yes, and I like Malcolm more in this deck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. uh, Ma- what is it? Malevolent Hermit and Shauna's Tidebender are competing for the same spot. Mm, um is kind of how I visualize it. So like if I were to make like a chart of cards that if I don't like this card, yeah. Uh, This 
is just kind of evergreenly good. Yeah. Uh, so that's just like if we decide we want another one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same thing for Curious Obsession. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lenalendra. I'm just be honest. Probably not worth it. Yeah, I think I'd rather play Malevolent Hermit. Yeah. Um. This is also like I I don't know that we're ever gonna play this. Yeah, that's a different version of the deck, maybe. Uh. Also, I went Lotus Five. Yeah, yeah. Take one of your cards and get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nial Spellbomb. I think. I is, think it's worth keeping in the sideboard. It can be there. It's fine. I I don't feel good about it, but sure. Uh, it's there. Uh, so yeah, that's our five card sideboard at the moment. Uh, all right, we got to make seven cuts. Seven cuts. Uh, cut number one. Hmm. What a is, question. Okay. Okay. I. We could probably throw a snappy away. Yeah. We have enough redundancy of stuff where it's like. I don't know. I don't think mm-hmm. it's necessary. You go down to the considering board real quick and just oh no, we want to keep those in considering. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so we'll throw snappy bat snappy casty into considering. Yeah, I think Tidebinder probably can go in considering. I like the card, but I don't know that it fits in the deck. I think it's too cute. Um I think it's better for, for other lists for sure. Yeah. Um I'm also now we have just such this extensive reanimation. Like we have three really good reanimation, reanimation targets. targets. Yeah, yeah. So not to mention like, the fact that we're like wheeling our opponents, and we can take shit out of their yards too. Yeah. Well, I was specifically looking at animate dead, and like, do we want to play animate dead? Yeah, uh, I think but we. I think with what we're on, <clears throat> we want to play animate dead. I think combat research is a solid. We are playing that. Yes, um, I agree. High rate spell bomb, I think, is one that's cuttable. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Either spell, either spell bomb or pyrite, and I think pyrite's probably the weaker of the two. Yes, agreed. Um, so then, so we have four more to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cut anything here. Maybe. I don't want to cut instance either. Yeah, like I agree. all of our instance. I'm like, yeah. if anything, I want more. Right, sure. like, yeah, <laughs> like if yeah. anything, I feel like we're slim. Yeah, uh, I think. Diabolic intent might be cuttable, for cuttable, sure. uh, because that's in, not what we're trying to do. Yeah. yeah, for those at home, like Rograk here is not here to enable the, you know, the uh, the the sack cards the same way you yeah. do in the other yeah. ones. Like, like I said, we're playing good cards in this deck. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, hear me out. I think of all of the draw hate, Narset is probably the most cuttable. I would agree with that. Yeah. So Narset is pretty cuttable. I I don't love Florian specifically because it's exile card advantage. Um Are you worried about stuff like Dranith? Yeah, well, it's not just Dranith, but it's also the way that our deck... So, the way that our deck works is we want cards in our hand. For instant speed, not sorcery speed. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's the big issue here, is it's until the end of this turn. And if it was, like, the end of next turn, Mm -hmm. hog. So, so here's my counter-argument. I've been playing it in my Evelyn list, which, as you know, is, like, kind of Grixis Nimrus, right? Um, And in that list, it was really helpful 
for the situations where I was like, okay, Florian makes our land drops. Sure. And then everything else is in the hand. But I, I also understand your argument as well. For sure. I also think that that deck is because of how Evelyn works. Yeah. Is more comfortable playing cards out of exile and playing cards. Yes. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so let's, let's make it happen. Yeah. I think Florian and Narsa are both like good, but not. Yeah, they don't quite cut the mustard. Yeah. Um, is that the is that how the saying goes? Cut the mustard? I don't know. I don't know. Um uh as far as creatures go, like I don't hate it's, our it's creatures a pretty solid package, all. if I'm being honest. Yeah. Ian, I kind of like this deck. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Ian, I kind of like this. Uh yeah. Play it, have fun uh, with it. So we need to cut one more card. Um, okay, here's here's my argument for cutting dress down, right? Uh in this deck specifically, it's it's okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh no, it's specifically just because like we have a lot of creatures that do stuff. Yeah, we care about our creatures a lot more. Yeah. Um I I I was definitely that was a card that I was looking at. Mm-hmm. This card this deck it's very funny because I feel like we've just kind of like reverse engineered to it almost. Um, <laughs> uh, sure. Well, I think okay. any, any controlling deck is going to look like Tivit. <laughs> well, yes, but it's just like, it feels like Tivit without the like wind con in the command zone. Right. And instead just gets like the fast mana advantage out of mm-hmm. the command zone. Yeah. And so it's like playing along a very similar access. And I think mm-hmm. there's some things in this that mm. I'm just like sitting here going, hmm, I wonder if I could move that over the Tivit, like specifically yeah. the like reanimation package with like Hullbreaker, Neza Hall, that mm-hmm. sort of stuff mm-hmm. is like, hmm, I wonder if that translates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's a hundred, that's a hundred cards. Hell yeah, it is. Um, and then fuck, fuck a mana base. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's, here's the mana bases are, I, I think I'm a pretty good mana base expert, if I'm being honest. So I know this is this is your Achilles heel. So this is- yeah. <laughs> historically always been the thing that you really struggle with. It is very funny. I can fill out 70 cards and then yeah. I get to the lands and I'm like, fucking I need an adult to come help me <laughs> because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Right, I got you, buddy. All right. So let's let's clear it out. Let's clear it out. Oh my goodness! Let's remove all. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, that does. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what. I <laughs> remove the entire deck. No. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do our nine fetch package, right? So any okay. three color combination for those at home uh, can play nine of the ten available fetches. So Cal's uh, an expert, and I can actually just monologue over with uh, explaining the fetch math. Um, so for every two color combination, you can play seven of the available fetches for every three color combination, you can play nine, anything four and greater, you can play every fetch available to you. Um, now there is some current modern logic about, you know, what, uh, what does your fetch mana base look like? And in fact, a lot of people, myself included, are moving away from having the fetch that represents your least attractive color and the splash color. So for example, if I'm playing sans blue, right, uh, and red is my least played color. I'm probably not going to play Scalding Tarn in that deck, right? Because if red is something I'm fetching for the least, why would I want the fetch land that represents the least useful information in that deck, right? 
So the little little things like that have started to sort of come up in these modern mana bases when traditionally you would just play all the fetches that are available to you. And and for those, there's going to be people who are like, um, actually, this has been conversations for a long time. Yes, I understand, but this is now common practice as opposed to uh, it used to be like a bit of a fringe mentality to work with. Okay, so we have 10 fetches. We need now the original dual lands. So we have Underground Sea, Badlands, and Volcanic Island. Nope, uh, not Tundra. Not Tundra. This is not Tivit. <laughs> I, how I, I literally, did you see how I instinctively just yeah. wrote in Tundra because I'm like, yeah. oh, we're playing Control. It's, it's Tundra. It's a Caleb deck. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So once again, after after naming all three, you still typed in the wrong one, which is the funniest part. I didn't just say the original tools. I proceeded to go over them, and you were like, no, nah, that's a Tundra. <laughs> it's Tundra. Uh, What's the black land. one again? Bad black card one again? Bad land. Bad land. That's right. Um, all right. And then uh, I think let's let's scroll down a little bit, Cal. All right. Let's not focus on the printing for now. <laughs> scroll down. More, more, more. So keep going. Callahan, go down. <laughs> Color breakdown. Thank you. Okay. So uh, for those at home, there will be some numbers in front of you. Uh, for the podcast audience, I'm going to describe what we're looking at. Basically, on every Moxfield list, there's a breakdown of colors. Uh, and what's important is not there's actually a, a large bolded number. And then the important number is actually the number below it. Um, because that is how many symbols of each color are in the deck. So, for example, right now our deck has 58% of its symbols are blue, 34% are black, and 8% are red. So, for example, when I was talking about that mana base earlier, uh, like the red-green or red-white fetches are the fetches we are most likely to cut to try and optimize this mana base. Uh, because those represent the off-color fetches. So, um, and, and honestly, it might not be a bad option while we're going forward. Uh, to think about using that. So let's at least add Watery Grave, right? That is representing our two most important shock colors, I think. Um, and blue being so important, I feel like it's probably easy to just add a steam fence as well. Yeah. Um, now let's transition over to our five color lands. We obviously need Command Tower. That's That sort of goes without saying. Um, <clears throat> now I would like, because we're not an Arcane Signet, I'm mm -hmm. actually wondering if we even include Ancient no, we don't. I don't think so either. Let's let's just we, scroll. We up care a about bit. our we care about our life total too much. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Let's just scroll up a little bit and take a peek at the deck if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have Ristic Studies, a good payoff for that. Um, we have Grinding Station, which is a kind of a good payoff. We uh, one ring curves can come down a little bit earlier sometimes. Um, Talion, the wheels, right? Like, but these are all payoffs that I'm happy. Shieldred, Shieldred, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know so, what? Actually, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? We have Shieldred. Like, if we really are hurting on life, we can just tutor for Shield, right? Like, yeah, I just think I don't want to play cards in the 99 around cards in the 99. That's well, that's usually how I. Yes, to I agree. But I guess what I'm thinking is, how badly are we going to be hurting for an with an ancient tomb? Where, <sighs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's also a potential argument of like, there's an argument to cut grinding station and put an arcane signet. But the my qualification for why we don't do that is that grinding station is actually one of the outlets for Hullbreaker combos, um, which I really like. Uh, it's also just like another breach enabler that's pretty easy to turn on with with Rograk, given right. e even with how like explosive our deck is, right? Right. Um, <sighs> 
That's hard. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's definitely going to be people in the audience too who mentioned the fact that we're not on Red, Pyro, or Simeon, um, which is all, all a lot well, of really interesting combinations. Of we're, we're not on Simeon because we're playing good cards. Oh my god. Uh, Simeon is still a very good card. An uncounterable mana source is very good. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is an uncounterable mana source? Oh, Lands. Lands, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they can only do one per turn, Cal. Come on. <laughs> Sound like a boomer here. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's go down. Um, back to the meta. So we add a command Hi. tower. Um, I think we add exotic orchard. I think that one's almost always an in, in include here. And I'm gonna include Forbidden Orchard, in my opinion. Uh there's not enough downside for me for this deck where it's worth not including. Um Yeah, City of Brass, Mana Confluence, obviously. Also super common includes in decks like this. Um, I do tend to enjoy a, uh, especially in, in a deck like this that is more controlling and playing for a longer game, I kind of mm -hmm. like a Fiery Islet in here. Um, yeah. Just as a, a cantrip on the land, right? Can get behind that. Yeah. Um, let's Ew, see. Doctor Who printing. Get the fuck out oh of here. Oh my god. <laughs> uh let's see here let's see here uh i think we can oh well we definitely need odawara yeah silly me yeah odawara yeah um, um i think we don't need any of the other uncounterable lands um do we oh we want to play morphic pool yeah so i was gonna say let's let's get the battle bond lands in there especially the blue one so uh, Morphic Pool being the priority here for sure. And um, then, um, training center. Training center. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the red white one. Listen, they're all like just yeah close enough in name in my <laughs> head that like yeah I, no, can't. I got you. I got you. Uh, let's. See. I'm trying to think of like all the utility lands that are commonly available. So I mean, there's have... like Cephalid, uh, Cephalid Coliseum. Yeah, that one's definitely interesting. Uh, I don't gemstone caverns. Oh, we definitely want a Minamo in this deck, I think. Minamo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't need gemstones. It's very silly. Of course, we're playing gemstones. Gemstones is a necessary evil cow. <laughs> I, I know. I know. But I hate it. Nonetheless. <laughs> you are on the play 75% of the time. Or 25% of the time, I mean. <laughs> I, I i hate it no, listen it doesn't change the fact that when i'm on the draw i still draw it yeah like every on turn day. three and i'm like why the fuck are you in my deck <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh yeah so i don't know and there's any number of lands i could fill in this last spot you know just like yeah. my rabbit was sort of like a, a casually like relaxed include i think there's any number i think spire of industry is a reasonable card here i think fire of industry is a very reasonable card especially given the one what 17 artifacts if not more we're on mini artifacts um what's our what's our final artifact count uh so 18, 18 plus we have an urza saga um saga then we also have metamorph. metamorph and the treasures and also like, our know, one of our commanders, commanders. is an artifact yeah 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 absolutely. so like <laughs> yeah no, we've, we've 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 got the uh we've got the artifacts i i was trying to do an like arby's thing there and it just didn't work uh Oh, like we got the beef. Yeah, yeah. we've got the meats. Uh, oh, the we've meats. got the artifacts. Beef. It just doesn't work work as <laughs> we well. We got the beef. Uh, what's our? Can we look at our artifacts for a second? Yeah. So one of the cool things about this 
packages that we are running that into right and now with the one ring i think that's just like so free with silas right just like mm-hmm. to be able to pull that out of the art i think is so strong not to mention like you know if you already have breach in hand you can go get your grinding station you can go get right. the thing that enables your grinding station your wish clause you can use spell bomb as removal i think that's like we have a lot of really attractive targets for that in tune, plus some some now reanimation synergy with uh, with our big payoffs. I actually think this is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's a big deck. Like unironically, this is a deck that yeah. I would play. Um, yeah, I think God, I would love. I, I, this is something I would show up to a tournament and yeah, sleep this sure. up just to like yeah. fuck with people a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. So, got just a hair bigger. This yeah. opening hand is three lands, Mox Amber, Consecrated Sphinx, Forcible, and Brain, brain Freeze. freeze. <laughs> yeah. Don't know that we keep that one. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely uh, let's let's take a look here. Rag, yeah. Offer, Malcolm, Reanimate. It's three not lands. the worst. Yeah, I mean, right down, turn one, Ragaman. What the fuck? Uh, nope, someone's calling you on Discord. Why is Flower calling? <laughs> uh, questions that may never be answered. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me put on streamer mode. But uh, anyway, you, you want that to happen again? What? I said, wait. You don't want that to happen again? No, I, I I'd love for that not to happen. Okay, so let's let's try this thing out. Um. So if we we draw for turn, right? We get an opposition eater. Um. I think here I'm just gonna be. Yeah. Let's play rag. Yeah. Let's just play a ragavan and play yeah. a rog. I think we sandbag rog at this we point. We sandbag rog. All right. So I think turbo rog. You always jam rog, but now in a world of bowmasters and in a world yeah, of fair. trying that's to fair. convince people that this is not a turbo nauseum deck, I think. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think this is a list where you want to be a little more conservative with it, especially if you like end up in scenarios where you're doing hole breaker stuff and things like that. I think it's it's. Really yeah, well, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so we got a Ragavan. Go to our next turn. Uh, we pulled up a combat research, which is kind of neat. Um, so we play a land. Uh, we combat research. Yeah, that's that's pretty sick top deck, not gonna lie. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. so we attack. We get a treasure. Get a card and draw. Uh, and we draw, which is a fiery islet. And then we have this Malcolm here to hold up. We have an offer we can't refuse. We have opposition agent in hand. Reanimate. Like, we've got some options here on turn two right away. This is a sick include, actually, the more I'm, like, thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's look at turn three. What, is, what does turn three have in store for us? Animate dead. Well, that's mildly awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the two reanimate decks and the hundred card pile. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh so you swing again, draw, drown in the lock. But yeah, like it we're we're yeah. we're, we're doing that for a bit. Yeah, so it's very controlling, right? So this hand is like it might seem like you're like, oh, okay, well you're not really doing much, right? But when we play a land here, we get to pass the turn representing Malcolm, offer, opposition agent, and drawing a lock, right? So, like, that is all a lot of interaction that can be able to disrupt the table. The doing, other right? thing, too, and this is something that I, I kind of want to just point out, like, as we're goldfishing here, is that, mm-hmm. like, goldfishing control decks is always hard. Weird. Mm-hmm. Like, because the entire point is you're reacting to opponents, yeah. and it, it's yeah. not even just control decks. It's just, like, 
goldfishing reactive decks yeah. is yeah. hard mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you're reactive. So when mm-hmm. you don't have anything to react to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, we're seeing here like the, the, the benefits of what the deck's trying to do, right? Which is balance that nature of, okay, we are being proactive. We have our Ragavan. We have our combat research, right? We are, we are being proactive in gaining card advantage and card selection as we go through our strategy, right? And then we are being reactive by having a bunch of removal interactions, things like that. So we have those two aspects, right? Our game plan is not waiting for our opponent. We're not holding up lands and just holding counter spells because that's right. not going to actually develop our board. It's not being proactive. And it's definitely not going to get you there in 80 minutes now becoming the standard, right? The other the other interesting thing to add on to that too is let's say we don't have this Ragavan and we still top that, that combat research. Yeah, we have a right? Ragavan. We have Ragavan and Ragavan is a great attacker when right. it has power. So it's like either way... <laughs> Callahan, how many times are you going to mix our commander and Ragavan up? What? How many times are you going to mix our commander and Ragavan up? Wait, did I do that again? You said Ragavan has one power. All right. Well, this was this was a good good show, everybody. Uh, <laughs> great podcast. Thanks for all coming out. Uh, make sure to uh, subscribe. My dog currently thinks that we're actually ending. Uh, no. You know what ship wrap up sounds like. Um, <laughs> But yeah, let's so, let's, let's yeah, let um, restart. Can you imagine if Ragrak was instead Ragavan and Ragavan had partner? Oh, I, I'd rather not. Man, this 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 one land and that gets is hot. literally a land away from being perfect. That land, is, oh my god. Okay, yeah, that's Dude, that's you keep it. No, kidding. no <laughs> you can't keep that. Another no lander rip. Uh, let's go down to six. Okay, no this is so right. unlikely. Uh, let's go down to five. This seems like a reasonable hand. Except for yeah. fuck! You can't yeah. cast the shield. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for you to get it. <laughs> I still think you keep that, actually. So you just hope for a drop deck black source, right? Yeah. Uh, I think you throw um, away the Mox Opal. I think you throw away the Mental Misstep. And you sit there with uh, a Rollick and... Yeah. Uh, um, this is one of those hands where you do obviously cast Ragnarok. Um, really, fuck. Now you got me doing it. God damn it. I love you. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, so we draw for turn. We got yeah. an offer you can't refuse. That fucking yeah. Uh, fiery Islet. Yeah. Rograk. Yes. Mm-hmm. We draw. Hey, check that shit out, kids. Yep. Turn two shoulder, baby. Let's go. Easy claps. Get wrecked. That is, uh, as the kids say, uh, hard to deal with. <laughs> um, and then next turn, we get another land. And yeah, we're just kind of sitting here in a holding pattern, but we've got a lot of answers yeah. and shit. So. Right, right. And that's kind of the idea with a hand like that. It's it's yeah. tough, right? With no, none of the explicit card advantage that we talked I about. Do, I, I will say this about the way we currently have this compiled mm-hmm. is I do think that the mulligans that we just saw there are a little bit indicative of why in a control deck, I would lean to be more towards 29 than 27. But if you notice that that last, that last one, right? So we had three no landers in a row, which I played 24 lands in a deck and have never had that happen to me. Uh, yeah. Right. So I play like, 30 it, land decks and I have had that happen to me. Right, so that I think that's more of a high roll situation, right? Yeah. Um, or a low roll situation, I guess, in in that circumstance. But if you also notice the hand that we did keep, you drew a land every turn, right? 
So I, I think that's a little bit, uh, it, it, it balanced out. It did. I just, I, I just, I, I would, here, here is the reason why I, uh, am sus on the Mm -hmm. low land count is because one of the things that you're going to be in control always operating at is you're kind of always going to be a little bit behind as far as resources go because you're spending them answering things. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the luxury of what other decks get of, we got to aggressively mulligan. And you can't really do that in a control deck because of the fact that you need to have cards in hand in order for your strategy to work. Sure. So it's one of those things where the less I need to mulligan, the better mm-hmm. I feel with a control deck. Understood. So that's just generally how i feel about it and that's why i don't love being at 27 lands i think i'd rather be at 20 like 8 or 29 but like i i think like where we're at is perfectly fine like it's just a like i think at that point it's a style and preference but yeah this is this cool deck though i think it's gonna be fun you gonna play this with mox masters no (laughs) (laughs) no uh, yeah this is interesting uh i mean at the very least we we have a interesting uh set of 98 cards yeah uh so no i think i think the list is sweet i think um yeah i would be interested to see how often you can convert the starts that we looked at into like actual wins over a decent amount of time right Especially given like the potency of top deck engines nowadays in TDH, like like what, uh, what happens? You know when you get to an Atraxa, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Things like that, or like a Tivit, right? Like those things are hard to outpace. Um, and Rog's really good at controlling the early to mid game, right? Like I mean, two counter spells on turn one is more than a lot of decks can argue, right? Trying to remove a spell on a counter spell on turn one is something a lot of decks can't boast, right? Uh, but it's about continuing and maintaining that edge. And I, I like doing things like this because what they serve to me is a uh, a representation of like the the format, given the extensive card pool, given the potential of all of the powerful cards in the format is never solved. Right. Right. And I think there are some strategies that are obviously pushing beyond. Right. Like obviously partners are inherently more powerful than single commanders. Right. Like that's just kind of how the, the format works at this point. Right. Um, but that being said, we are seeing that even a strategy as as known and as straightforward as Brogside can even be adapted to play on a different axis than yeah. other things like that. And what we've done here is also just taken a, a sort of a, a Mimi Twitter post and then articulated like still viable, right? <laughs> like yep. still a viable way to play the game. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty cool. And yes, it does speak to the strength of the commanders, but at the same time, like uh, I don't think Rograk looks broken in this deck. I think Rograk looks responsible, right? And Rograk looks uh clean and efficient right and like that's what it's going for here and i think it's really uh it's really interesting the potential of all of these cards and the ability to just i mean what's the the card pool for commander nowadays what thirty thousand, if not more so many fucking cards i i have no idea they keep printing new like hundreds of new cards like every month so like expecting you to know that number off the top of my head is yeah it's i mean it's it's ridiculous how many how many cards are legal in commander and i think i can actually check on scryfall right now just typed in legal in commander which may break the computer uh yeah twenty six thousand one hundred and sixteen cards 
Yeah. 26,000 cards are legal in this format, right? So for for those who think the format is solved, I would argue uh, that is the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard, if I'm being honest. Uh, I think there's so many things to be doing in CEDH, there's so many different articulations, variants, all of those things. Um, like literally look at anything Charles ever produces, right? And he limits himself to one color 90% of the time, right? And we'll still pull out cards that no one's ever heard of and just absolutely dominate in each situation, right? And that's one single card. And he's hyper-focusing on remaining one one color for years. That that was all he ever did was hyper-focus on this one thing. Or even Michael Levine, who hyper-focused on Heliod specifically for a very right. long time, right? Um, and so now these pilots, uh, you know, hyper-focus on these strategies and, like, make sure and optimize those. And now what about strategies that were printed but just barely missed the mark three years ago? Are they better now? Are they playable now? Are they maybe yeah. even potentially dominant now? We don't know. There's so many open spaces to brew in cdh and i really like that yeah that's that's like one of the things that and i think we've talked about this a lot is it's like like we do the tier list thing every month and it's not like a definitive thing it's like here are the decks that are that are showing up and doing are well. consistently yeah. doing well yeah and i it's like very easy to point to here are the decks that are doing well and what they're doing and how to combat that but it's just like Darius Timna hasn't been on our lists like at all, and yeah. they're still very good, yeah. right? Like it's just like the the amount of things that are viable. You know what? Another one ha- that that's out there that a lot of people like that I've kind of talked like negatively of as far as like seeing representation though. But is a strong deck is fucking Corbel, right? Mm-hmm, like there mm-hmm. are cards like that. I mean, hell, Prosh can still even pick up wins in this yeah, format. Yeah. So it's just like the the concept that there are three decks that are the only decks that are good is just not true. Yeah. And for sure. Yeah. But, you know, it is it, it is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really think this was a fun experiment. Um, next week, I think mm-hmm. we're going to be doing this basically again uh, yeah. with a little bit more prep. Probably mm-hmm. because we're going to be doing one on a little bit more niche of a card. Yeah. And uh, that's Kumena. So keep an yeah. eye out for that. Uh, also, I uh, just want to say this uh, before we uh, start closing up shop. But uh, guess who you're going to be seeing at MagicCon Chicago? The Sculpty Boys are going to be live and in person at Chicago, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, Magic on Chicago, you can expect to see both Ian and I there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's going to be a good time. And yeah, uh, I'm excited. very excited. Uh, we'll probably do a if you were seeing this now and we have made a post on the Sculpty Boys channel that is happened in between recording and when you see this um but yeah so we're gonna be at chicago that'll be really exciting uh i will be for sure at uh the cedh 5k in cincinnati is what is it the first week of january something like that Um, yeah i'll I'll probably be there seeing as january is pretty quiet month so far and it's so. also like literally an hour away from where I live. So it's like yeah. at worst case scenario, we drive an hour. Yeah, <laughs> so right. it's like uh, yeah. not a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be at that. Uh, what do you got going on during December, Ian? 
Uh, boy, I don't know. Uh, I know there's chaos this upcoming weekend, which will be last weekend when you hear this time travel. Uh, and then <laughs> there is some smaller tournaments starting to happen in December, like a lot of things that are like the early stages of the Eminence Invitational qualifiers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, I'll be trying to get out to those, a couple in New York and things like that. Um, and I'm excited to do those. I know there's like a Mox Masters the week I had already had plans, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it to that one. Yeah. Uh, but the good thing about tournaments being all the time is that I can afford to miss one or two and still be at a tournament basically every weekend. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty sick. I mean, I, I could never have imagined there'd be so many CEDH events. Like, e- even in the weekends where once again I mix like a Mox Masters, like, there's still like, oh, there's a New York tournament or there's a smaller Philadelphia tournament or like all of these things. It's like, it's pretty sick. Um, I mean, this is, this is one of the things that like I've been kind of saying now is I feel like CEDH is just as, if not more, accessible from a there are enough events going off as any other format Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it is so easy to just go to an lgs Mm -hmm. play and we couldn't say that two years ago right like granted that was also because we were in the middle of a pandemic but like yeah sure you know yeah i uh no i mean the format's growing it's great uh and it's a great time to make content for it i'm very happy and thank you to our minds Culture's audience for uh helping us do that it's really nice. yes if you want to keep helping us do that uh we go to what what's the website called uh, well, Kelly, and you head over to patreon.com slash the sculptors and uh, do what I do and still have not stopped doing, even though I'm officially a member of this podcast and support uh, the Mind Sculptors over on Patreon. Uh, even though I am officially a co-host of the podcast, I still support over at Patreon like a dingus. And uh, you can be like, you know I'm a patron of yours. Like, come on. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we just we literally I think it's very funny that yeah. we work together. Yeah, yeah. And we both are just like, okay, here's some money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, what we're effectively doing is just giving Patreon money because they take a cut. <laughs> you're not wrong, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are paying Patreon to physically show support for one another. <laughs> that is exactly what we are doing every single month. That's how dedicated we are to That's the That's how dedicated we are. That's 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 a real dedication. You think yeah. you are close with your bros? Now imagine paying a third party just so you can show somebody how how much you are. It's like getting the law involved. We are basically oh, married. God. Like what? <laughs> Oh my god. All yeah, right, last last thing before signing off. I think okay. this is very important. Patreon, go sign up. You're helpful. You're awesome. Uh, you can also find my stuff over at Comedian FG, yada, yada, yada. I you know this whole thing that we did today? Like, he'll yeah. he'll, he'll do that with you in a coaching session. Yeah, yeah. And I won't suggest trick fun. <laughs> uh, he, he only does that to me because yeah, he knows, sure. one, that there is a 50-50 shot, depending on the day, I might say, you yes. say yes. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing is, after we have this lovely debate with Cam of, of Plato in uh, where we go over all the important stuff and really articulate the sort of the difference between cow folk and uh, minotaurs and magic. And, and yeah. we use, uh, for example, we use Naga as an example that snakes and Naga can be different. And then 
Watsy listens to the episode somehow on your hard drive and officially changes it so that Nagas are snakes as if to pull the rug out from underneath. It was our- literally, we recorded it the morning they announced that. It was hours after we, like, literally, we got done recording. I, like, went and did something else. And then I saw that all over my Twitter. And I was just like, well, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> You know who it is? It's it's the Atraxa players. I don't know how they're listening. They're it's just the trying to take away. <laughs> they're trying the to invalidate our points any way I can. So what you're saying is, is that there's an Atraxa player <laughs> yeah. who works at Wizards uh-huh. and has it out for us. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and somehow, I don't know how, but they got access to the recording of our our tier list episode. Yep, yep. And uh it just were like <laughs> we're gonna fuck with them. <laughs> um, Why are they Seth Rogan? Well, you see, I look like <laughs> Seth Rogan and a lot of my voices just end up being like variations on something. Nice, nice. So yeah. Uh I, I was literally trying to think, okay, like how do I attempt to interrupt doing the Jurassic Parks theme song but make it Seth Rogen, so it's like <laughs> Alright, this has been the Mind Sculptors. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>